Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Freelds. And I'm Dave Guzman. Welcome to Practical Base, where every week we cover a topic of interest to you, the practical musician and bass player. You can find us on the web at practicalbase.com. You can also find us on Google+, on Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast at iTunes, at uh, Google Play Music, and Stitcher, and everywhere else that you can pick up podcasts. Please visit us and uh, give us your feedback. We love to hear from you, uh, our listeners. And I think we're going to go ahead and move forward into our topic for this week. What are we going to talk about, Dave? Yeah, Paul, this week, uh, it's a very personal topic for me. It's what's in your gig bag. I was worried where you're going to go with that. It was how personal are we getting here? Pretty personal. (laughs) I've been having this knee pain, Dave. (laughs) No. <laughs> you don't want to hear about my pain. That's another podcast. It's not emotional pain. The emotional pain of being a bass player. <laughs> Every week it's something new. I, I guess question for our audience is, you know, how how they deal with uh with packing for gigs. Um, you know, do you have a do you have a small pouch or are you the kind of person who crams everything you need into the side of your your base case and you know, whatever you have in there is what you deal with. Or, you know, are you one of these guys who wheels around like a flight case or a suitcase full of stuff? <laughs> and it seemed like everything in between, right. Um, you know, in terms of what people bring, uh, we're not going to concentrate too much on this, but you know, the idea has come up of how many instruments, uh, you carry to a gig. I mean, you live pretty light, right, Dave? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I consider myself living on the edge. Um, it's where I like to keep my emotional level. So <laughs> you can tell by my monotone. It's it's reflected in everything about your life. There's more <laughs> behind this voice. So uh, yeah, so I actually, uh, I travel with one bass at all times. Um, you know, I, I recently and now I'm, I have an, uh, you know, an active pickup. So it it, it does flip over to passive. So I have that just in case, but as a, as a side note, and I know this is not a topic for today, but because I'm doing that, I also have a car stash of, um, nine volt batteries, tool pouch and strings as well. Right. So, so basically what you have in your, in your car is like a minimum level of stuff that, you know, if somebody says, Hey, can you get over here real quick? And yeah, you know, rehearse, whatever you just, you can run over with your instrument and do what you need to do. Yeah. Or if something goes and I don't have it in the gig bag for whatever reason, or if another musician needs something, then I've, it's like the emergency break glass. You could run out to the car and just, you know, grab whatever it is. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you? Um, so yeah, I, I like to talk about traveling light, but I'm also, I think I have this, always this neurosis about, oh, what's going to happen if everything goes haywire with this bass? Like, what if I drop it and the neck snaps off or something like that, which has never, ever happened to me, right? right? Like, I'm not up there, like, smashing guitars, p- 
Pete Townsend style. Like I've never the the idea that that would happen is is it's just asinine. And yet I always carry two bases to gigs just because I'm always in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, what if? Right. What if you're in that solo and you're feeling like the Victor Wooten like flip the bass around your neck trick and grab another bass? Oh no, no, <laughs> and it just flies. Yeah, you might need another bass. Yeah, literally, like yeah, and then the audience has it. They're like, "Oh, great, we're keeping that." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another thing which I have never, in fact, done. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I always, I always carry two, and you know, you mentioned the active and passive thing, and you know, I think that's important. I, I also like bases that are active. I mean, I've got some passive bases, and I love them too, but. Um, nine times out of 10, I've got an active bass. And so having something with a passive switch, I think is great. Cause you know, if worse comes to worst and the battery goes out or whatever, you're, you're still good. Right. Even mid set. Yeah. So, so instruments aside though, you know, I guess we wanted to talk about things that we carry to gigs and, you know, maybe compare those with you know, what you, the audience members carry around. We, you know, we'd love to, to kind of compare notes with you and, and see if there are things that, you know, maybe you find an idea in this list for something that would help you out in the future, or maybe you've got an idea for something that other bass players could carry. We'd love to, to hear from you guys and start a conversation about that. So, um, yeah. you know, we both made our lists and then we kind of looked at, the duplicates, right? What do we both carry? And this was the things that we both carry. I mean, it's a pretty sizable list and it, it makes sense. Right. And I think there are a lot of things here that most people would, would, would carry around. Um, guitar cables. Um, I usually have a couple, I think, you know, usually carry two or three yourself, right? Yeah. I'm three. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I usually carry a, carry a microphone and an XLR cable, uh, you know, just in case I show up at a jam or a rehearsal or whatever, where they're like, oh, oh, you sing. Oh, we don't have another mic. Right. And yeah. then being able to, you know, just pull that out is, is useful. Yep. So maybe that's the same with you, I guess. It is. Yeah. Uh, batteries. Obviously we talked about active bases, so clearly need your nine volts. Yeah. Um, tablet or iPad and a holder that you can put on a mic stand. Um, really useful for, uh, you know, when you got to read lyrics back or lead sheets, or, you know, we've talked about in a yeah. previous episode, we talked about, uh, apps that we use for, you know, getting through like real book or charts that people have sent. Yeah. And you, and you really don't want to forget the holder because without the holder, <laughs> one hand is busy. And it's, it's really playing, playing bass that way is hard. It's really tough. You have to like pull over a table, like a bar table. And then set your, it's not, it, you yeah. lose all your coolness with that. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't look prepared. <laughs> right. Whereas the iPad or tablet holder, like clearly. Right. That is a, that is an attractive yeah. feature yeah. in a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, ear protection. What, what kind of ear protection do you usually carry around just out of curiosity? Yeah. So I have, um, it, it you know, I had hearing problems from playing too close to a drummer for a period of time. So oh, I you have, had that too, huh? Yeah. That little like ring that just keeps going midday. Yeah. 
So I, uh, I have the, I don't know like what they're called, but they're, you know, you can get them at any sort of like guitar store. And I think at like a $20 or $30 range where they're just, you know, you kind of like plug them in. They have sort of those ridges that form fit. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the actual, like the ones that you can get manufactured you know, for your, Oh, your, the ones that you get fitted at an audiologist. Right. You know? well, there's like a whole topic in this. I think we're going to end up going into this at some point. It's possible. Yeah. yeah I'm, yeah. I, I have a set of those, but I, I've really gotten into the erasers. Um, right. I have those down. Those are a little more expensive. They're like 40 bucks, yep. but they work great. Yeah. So, so yeah, ear protection's a must tools, right? Every, everybody needs tools. And, you know, in case, People out there don't, you know, aren't sure what what tools to bring. I mean, I think you and I both have like what we consider the minimum set, which is like a multi driver. Yep. Right. That's right. Uh, Leatherman. A right? Leatherman, which I think are just those are weight, you know, just by weight, probably the most useful thing you can have in your bag. Yeah. For those that don't know what the Leatherman is, it's just it has every tool that you could think of in one little tool yeah it, it it's like the swiss army knife of today right yeah except it's not rather than being like kind of oriented around the knife these are sort of oriented around having like pliers screwdrivers things like that yep but they're they usually do have a knife as well really really sharp so right. you have to be careful with them like they are deadly sharp yeah please be careful uh yeah we want our audience to live like yeah watch those fingers <laughs> Unless if they're insured, then maybe it's a, that's another topic. And Allen wrenches, right? That's the other thing. Allen yes. wrenches. And you definitely want to have at least, you know, at least the couple that fit your base. If you have a, if you have a few bases or if you're not sure whether you have those wrenches anymore, I mean, shoot, pick up a set at the hardware store, right? Set of Allen wrenches, really cheap. And usually you can get them all sizes and you can fix whatever bridge problems happen or whatnot. Yep. Extra strings, a must, right? And uh, I think we both have marketing stuff, right? In, in the midst of thinking about tools, don't forget that you also might make contacts with people, right? Like business people or people who want to hire your band or you as a bass player, you never know, right? Yeah, that's actually, that's always the best time to market yourself is when, right, when someone hears you, hears your band. Right. You've got to be prepared. Yeah, yeah, so they can make that connection. Um, and I think, you know, having phone numbers is great and like using your smartphone, but being able to hand somebody something that they wake up the next morning, right, and they look at the card and they kind of remember you from that is always good. Yep. Uh, a mic stand accessory plate, or in my case, a drink holder. I have this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the plate is great, right? I think the plate is actually superior because yeah. you can put a whole assortment of little things on it. Right? right. Right. Well, my, in my plate, it was in a discount bin. I got it for $5 and it's lasted me 10 years. And it, it yeah. does have, it goes, it, it's probably 10 inches in diameter. So it goes, it does have a, a nice deep cup holder um, so it can fit like a larger glass also. Yeah, yeah. But the wraparound plate is great because you can put your phone there or if you are using earplugs and you're kind of in and out with it throughout, you can, you know, it's a place to rest things that's right in front of you so it doesn't distract you through the through the gig. Yeah, that that's clearly like a superior 
solution. I have a, so I have a, a cup holder as well. That's like my number one. I, I consider it my number one accessory. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the oil. Yeah. And it's, it, it, I, I, a friend gave it to me as a birthday gift and it's a, it's this nice one. It's like a Gibraltar and it's made out of like, I mean, it's drum oh. level hardware. Uh, I've had it 20 over 20 years and has wow. had uh, uh, countless drinks spilled into its, into right. its fabric. I'm sure I, I don't get my nose anywhere near it, but <laughs> it works great. And I think the first, the, the only thing I've ever done for it is like this year I went and bought new wing bolts for it. Cause I'd finally stripped them to the point they weren't really working well. Right. And so I spent like two bucks at the hardware store and replaced the, that's the, a good investment, the bolts and the wing nuts. Um, but that's a great accessory too. Yeah. Having that drink holder is, is awesome. And of course some writing utensils, write a pen and Sharpie yep. in case you got to take some notes, write a set list, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So that's all the, that's like the, the bare, the bare minimum, I think. But right. you know, each of us, I think had some other stuff in addition to that. So Dave, why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about what's in your bag that you feel like kind of goes above and beyond that, that minimal list? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, one, I think one of the big things for me, just in addition to that list is those items. I typically, I have multiple of most of those items. And because for me, my goal always as the basis of the band is that I'm like, I'm, I'm the rock, I'm the foundation and not all musicians, but a lot of musicians, you know, they forget things, right? And so for me, as a bassist, I feel like the bottom's not going to fall out. That's my mentality, is to like be that person. So because of that, I have multiple pieces. I even keep guitar strings in my gig bag. Oh, wow. So you're literally bringing other people's accessories. Yeah. So we all have our own neuroses. (laughs) (laughs) We We all have special topics for our therapist. But um, yeah, so in addition to the, but in addition to those items, so I guess if I like kind of scrape down this list, um, you know, pedals are also in my bag and, you know, we've spoken about this, but it's, you know, for me, primarily it's those key pedals that I'm going to use. And, you know, what what's always in there, of course, is my tuner and my compressor. Um, I guess off of that, um, I keep earbuds as well. Yeah. Um, the reason why I keep earbuds in there, if, if I am doing like a cheap, like kind of zoom recording, it's, I always want to have that handy so I can listen back to it if I'm trying to test live recording. Mm-hmm. But I also use it um, if I'm, if there's a situation where I'm plugging into, you know, if I'm a sub for a band and they say next set, we're going to do this song and I haven't heard it or I don't know it at all. Right. It's a great way that I can, you know, during set break, kind of zoom in real quick, or maybe before we play, whatever the case is, I've just been stuck too many times without that. And then you're listening to your phone in your ear and it's, you're not going to get the baseline out of that. Right. Right. Or running out to the parking lot and jumping in your car to hear. Right. (laughs) That's not always convenient. No, no, definitely not. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, um, so duct tape and painter's tape, the duct tape technically I keep in my car because it's it also fixes life. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's there's no like there's no engineering problem that cannot be solved with 
duct tape and mayonnaise. True statement <laughs> ever, ever on this podcast episode. Um, and, and I use painter's tape because it, it doesn't damage anything. And so if we need to like tape something up quickly or if I need to make a note and it needs to be in a, in a visible area, you can write on it and it's yeah. damage free. Um, and I guess, you know, the, the only other thing I think that's really outside the box when I really think about, you know, what I find in my bag is, you know, it's, it's that five hour energy. It's the, you know, I just, I just put in a full days of work and I did the hustle and I'm at the gig and I'm not saying this is, you know, it's definitely not good for your health, but it is sometimes key. You want to make sure that you're there and that you're alive and, yeah. and that's, it's a gig bag item for me. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, you know, either do one of those or, you know, like I might have a bottle of one of those in my, in my bag, or if not, you know, I remember doing a lot of shows at one time that were out kind of the Eastern shore of Maryland right. and I mean, people can go look up a map. We're in, we're in Virginia near Fredericksburg. And you know, if you, if you look at that length of drive, I mean, it's considerable. And so I always had a, yeah. you know, something that I would, you know, have basically right after the gig that was going to get me through the hour of packing and then the two plus hour drive coming home. Right. The real know. work. Yeah. 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 Just getting home and in one piece and, you know, didn't want to fall asleep at the wheel or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not definitely not good. Yeah. What, so what else besides, you know, those items and what I've mentioned, what, what do you, what's in your bag? Um, so, so I, the, the funny thing is I actually have a lot of stuff that's not in my bag for many of my shows because I also bring the PA for a lot of those. So right. it allows me to cheat the bag a little bit, right? Yep. There's a couple things on your list, specifically the tape, right? Yep. Which is extremely useful. I've got, um, I've actually got this tape that my wife found me, which is like this three, two or three inch wide, like gaff gaffers tape. I think they call it. Okay. And it's great because it's got, it's, it's better than painters tape in terms of how well it, it holds. Right. And it has kind of a cloth backing to yep. it. Uh, but unlike duct tape, like it doesn't leave a residue. So you can put it down just about anywhere on a on a smooth or porous surface. Like you put it on wood, you can put it on, you know, metal or whatever, and it's gonna stay put, but you're not gonna leave anything behind right, right on your cables or on the floor when you when you pull it up. Can you does it take to ink? Like, can you write on it with pen or marker? Or? Well, the one that I have is black. And so, no, I mean, unless you have one of those like silver markers that you right. get for that, um, you know, if you have one of those, that'll work. Um, it's not, so, but obviously not so convenient otherwise. And I, I don't, that's, you just gave me an idea that I need to get some silver markers. <laughs> <laughs> I just added something to the bag, but take, Tape is, I mean, there, we could, you know, there's so many things that you could use it for, but yeah. one of the key things that I find is really critical about tape too, is if, especially if you're in a nicer gig, you've got a lot of cables and yeah. sometimes I look down on the floor and I'm, and it, it like drives me nuts. It, it just looks like a mess. Yeah. Right? Well, it, not to mention which, I mean, if you set up in a place where, you know, there's not, you're not on a raised stage or something like that, it's not separated and you're thinking about you think about the patrons, right? Exactly. I mean, the last thing you want to do is somebody comes to your gig and what they remember about it is they tripped over your cable, right. fell on their face, dropped their drink, whatever, right? Yeah. You don't want and, that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the gig where Aunt Sally fell. 
not a good one. <laughs> That's like a short film. Yeah. <laughs> Un film de Dave Guzman. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but getting back to the actual bag, I mean, not to, I don't want to cheat my way out of this. I, I actually do have some other things in my bag. So I have a, a compressor pedal in there, like a, a decent tube compressor pedal with, with power and a lead. And, and although I normally bring a multi-effects unit with me, if I'm going to a small rehearsal, I might just bring that, right? right? Just to get me by. Yep. Um, uh, I actually keep like my polish stuff, my polish and cloth in my bag. And it's not because I'm going to the gig and like being all vain about my instrument. Right. It's just, I have it in there so that I only have to remember one place where all my things are when I'm trying to maintain right. stuff at home. Yeah. It, it, because it is an organizational tool, yeah. right? It becomes yeah. like a storage piece, you know, where everything, all those critical items are. So, yeah. 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 I know that, Hey, here's my one, my one bag that I need to grab if I'm going to do anything maintenance related. Yeah. Uh, here's something, um, painkillers, not, I'm not talking about like, <laughs> you know, codeine or, Percocet or something like that. I'm talking about like (laughs) start going through like a medicine cabinet full of prescriptions here. No, no, you know, I mean like ibuprofen or in my case, I usually carry a small thing of children's aspirin um, because I find that the aspirin tends to be better for when my voice is a little raggy that within a half hour, 45 minutes, it can sometimes be just enough to get me over the hump, but really it's there for, you know, headache or a, you know, joint ache or you know, whatever the case may be. I'm, right. I'm not a young man anymore, Dave. So <laughs> <laughs> these things are I. becoming important. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I will be honest, a mini bottle of one of those little sample bottles of Jack Daniels is in there. And that's also there for the voice. It's there as like a, yeah. uh, you know, I'm at the end of the rope. Yeah. I know my voice is, is, flayed and it's no matter what i do it's going to be it's going to be in terrible shape tomorrow right and it's there really just to anesthetize and get me through the rest of the gig it does work it it works and and, and we're not promoting heavy alcohol use during shows because no. you are there for a job but yeah it helps yeah, this is yeah, this isn't there to like, you know, sneak one extra shot. You know, I've already had seven or something and, and that's not the, that I do that, but like that's what the flask is for. And that's another <laughs> podcast what's in your flask. That's another podcast episode. <laughs> episode fourteen, what's in your flask? <laughs> um yeah, that's but it is, it's the magic voice juice. Yeah. And we always we always talked about it that way in in previous bands. Yeah. And and it was humorous, but you know, a, a, a whiskey, you know, it does, it does kind of, it seems like it's soothing your vocal cords. I'm not advocating it for regular use. Again, the only time I really use it like that is when I know my voice is a disaster for whatever reason. And the only thing I can do at this point is just dull, you know, dull the pain and yeah. get to the end of the gig. It's, I know it's not good. You know, water is way better for dealing with your voice no matter what. True. Yeah, this is just for those situations where it's it's a lost cause at that point, and I just yep. need to get through the end of the gig. Um. So, and and finally, uh, a cable tester. So I have a little mm. Behringer. I forget what model it is. I think CT one hundred. Like that's that's the only reason I think it's that is because it's very simple. CT equals cable tester. Right. 
That's probably the way they named it, honestly. And 100 <laughs> is the best number. It is. It's 100. It is the best. <laughs> so yeah, that and that's actually really useful for who are having a problem and, you know, with some sound equipment. And so partially, again, as the PA guy for the band, yeah. having that handy where I could just like plug in a cable and know something's wrong, you know, and then just wiggle the length of yeah. cable and I know something's wrong with it or not. Right. Yeah. I know whether to, whether to, you know, trash that cable yeah, or whether the problem is something else. Yeah. Because when you do have any issue like that on stage, it's all about diagnosing the situation as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last thing you want to do is kind of, you know, hem and haw about it. And I mean, in those cases, right, the easiest thing is, oh, I can't tell whether it's the cable or not, but hey, this other cable seems to work fine. So you just go with it and worry about the, you know, worry about it later. Yeah. But just, and, and, and that specifically is just like a lot of other, these other things that are in our gig bag, which are really, they're at the end of the day, like they might not get used often, but they're stress reducers because your job is to perform music right, right. for whatever crowd. So by having all of these items, even though, you know, I may not, you know, use that extra set of guitar strings, or I might not actually access that, that second mic that I keep just in case. Um, just knowing that, just having that peace of mind allows me to enter into my gig free, like with, with, without any weight on my shoulders, just thinking about what am I there to do? Let me focus on the music. Let me think about the interaction with the crowd. That's, that's such a good point. I think that there's no way to overstate that, right? The mindset of being in a playing mood, right? And yeah. if you're worried about what could break down, it takes you out of the moment. It takes you out of the playing mood and you can't be a good musician then. Right. Right. So that peace of mind is just priceless. Yeah. And you see it when you're with other in, um, other musicians that it, with maybe with bands that you're not familiar with and you see a, a, a person who is playing with you, but you see them like in turmoil mentally. Right. For whatever reason, it's, yeah, you want to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything you can do to be at peace and in the, and in the moment of making music, right, it's really important, right? Yeah. So, again, I think that's a that's a great way for us to kind of like fulfill our mission with this podcast is hopefully give the audience some ideas for ways to reduce your stress at a gig by having the things that you need with you, right? So, right. well, with that, um, I think that's probably as good a place as any to wrap up. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So this has been Practical Bass. You can find us on the web at practicalbass.com. You can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes or Google Play Music. You can also listen to our archive of, of episodes directly at the site. Uh, you are also able to give us feedback, and we would love to hear from you guys, the audience, as to what you heard in our lists that was of interest to you. And also, did we miss something, right? Do you guys have something that you carry that you find is indispensable and you know you, you wouldn't go to a gig or a rehearsal without it? Let us know, right? Leave us some feedback on the site and, and leave us some comments. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also find us, get in contact with us and, and connect with us on Facebook and on Instagram, on Twitter, 
and on Google+. Again, we'd love to hear from you guys there as well. And we will be back next week with another topic of practical interest to you, the working bass player. And until then, my name is Paul Frields. I'm Dave Guzman. And this has been Practical Bass. Thanks for listening. Definitely the worst thing about podcasting is just, you know, hearing, like having to listen yourself multiple times. Right. You think that sounded so witty when it came out in the midst of recording and then you listen back and you're like, you're an idiot. There's, there's probably like an application you can put on there that adds the witty level. A plug-in. A plug-in. A plug-in for witty. Yeah. <laughs> Crank that sucker up. We're going to be rich, man. We're going to get a lot of good ideas. We're going to, one of them is one, we'll, we'll bankrupt a few times. But one of them is going to work. Like you, you turn, you crank it way up, and suddenly you're like Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>